You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. All right, time to feed you some football here on this Monday. Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fed. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw is on the other side of the glass. Orioles taking on the White Sox. Baltimore baseball tonight, live from Pickles, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts, coming up at 6. Me and Jim Hunter talk about that in about 15 minutes or so during the American League East report. But the NFL season starts September 7th, Kansas City against Detroit. Here to make sense of it best he can. Long time. NFL writer, friend of the show. Let's welcome back Jason Cole. Jason, good afternoon. What's happening? Life is beautiful, guys. We're almost there at the season. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right, there we go. Let's start with the American League East, the AFC East, and uh, the Miami Dolphins and uh, their prospects for success appear to be pretty high. It all depends, obviously, like most teams, with the health of their quarterback. As the Jets will be getting all the hubbub, Buffalo's in the news, maybe for more dramatic reasons, but still loaded. New England's a year removed from the playoffs. How are you feeling about the Dolphins, Jason, on the eve of the season? I like them, but I like them in in that range of 9 to 11 victories, which is playoffs. and and gets you there. But I think there's just this cap on them because the quarterback is not an intuitive player. Like, if you ever did a comparison of him to Aaron Rodgers, I'm not talking about physical skill and throwing the ball, but in how you manage a game and how you make certain plays in certain situations, I just don't think he has the, the intuitive skills to take advantage and, and get make plays that you have to make that, you know, win tough, close games. He's good. He's not great. And my question is, is there a chance that he becomes great and that he sees the game quicker, faster, and can make more plays because he has the weapons around him to do that? You know, the two wide receivers – are terrific. The tight end's good. You know, all of those things, right? Can that happen? Because if he can do that, then they're more serious. If not, they're they're one of that second level or third level of contenders. Now, the team they open with, as we stay in the AFC, like Miami, a playoff team in 22, Chargers. And Justin Herbert got his dough, and, you know, he's a immensely talented player, but the chargering has become a thing because they, you know, can't seem to get out of their own way. I know they're in the same division with Kansas city, but Jason, is this the year that the chargers uncharger and really become a factor in the AFC, not just wild card. See, it wouldn't want to be a tough uh, stuff. Well, I don't know. How do you, 
how do you uncharge her from 30 to 40 years of what you've been? <laughs> like, I just, you know, you are what your identity is. And I said this, and look, I like Dean Spanos a lot personally, but the sort of imagination and for lack of a better phrase, the je ne sais quoi that it takes to become a winner um, in this league and to elevate yourself above the fray. Some teams have that, and the owner understands it. Eddie DeBartolo in San Francisco understood it. Um, Gary Jones, early on in his career, understood it. Bob Kraft understands it. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're involved in the football decisions, but you know how to motivate people, and you know how to get them moving the right direction, and you know how to coalesce them. Chargers don't have that. They don't have uh, the idea of, how to make themselves big time. And and I know that that's a really kind of mumbo-jumbo way of explaining it, but I subscribe to that. Look, there are certain owners who just certainly who just don't get how this is supposed to work. And the hardest thing in the NFL, and Vinny, correct me if I'm wrong, the hardest thing in the NFL is overcoming your owner. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, Jason, now <laughs> – do you think the Rams, I mean, a two and a seven they've offered for Jonathan Taylor? Um, I'm guessing something probably eventually gets done. They may have to throw in a little something, you know, to get it over the top. What would Jonathan Taylor do for the Dolphins? I mean, that's got to help too also. Oh, absolutely. Like, could you, you'd have a much better run-based team. Now, their blocking scheme is slightly different, so I worry about whether – whether you take Jonathan Taylor and you put him in the Dolphins blocking scheme, does he remain Jonathan Taylor? Now the, the flip to that is there's enough wide receiver talent there that the safety is going to be playing off anyways. You know, you're going to be looking at six and seven man boxes most of the time. So he's going to be good regardless, but I always worry about the Herschel Walker effect which if you everybody remembers Herschel Walker trade, the biggest trade in the history of the league, and yeah. Minnesota gives away you know 10,000 draft picks to get Herschel Walker. There was just one essential problem. Herschel Walker was a power back in, in a scheme that was not built for a power back, and he was terrible when he was in Minnesota because he didn't fit the scheme. And so does Jonathan Taylor fit the scheme, and that's an important consideration now because you can't change the scheme right now. It's not like if you get a player in you know, March, you sign him as a free agent, you trade for him, and you've got all off season to say, okay, this is what he does well. This is how we make him fit. Now, Jason, like um, C.J. Stroud's coming into Baltimore first game. How I'm, I'm trying to recall if a like if a rookie came out of the gate, flying out of the gate in his first Cam game. Newton. Cam Newton in Arizona. Yeah. The the only thing that I yeah the only thing that I say just because the speed and everything is going to be so different for Stroud you know and he hadn't played a ton in the preseason right and he had eight hundred snaps eight hundred throws when he was at Ohio State something like that so he's played a fair amount mm-hmm. um, he's still young to the game of football yet you know he only played, he was at Ohio State for three years the system doesn't really translate to the NFL. But, you know, it's sort of situational. If they have a really good running game going and they're getting downhill a little bit with the Pierce kid and 
you know, you turn into some fairly basic football where it's, you know, play action and he can throw over the top, he's good at that. If you turn this into a game where he's got to make a lot of third and six, third and eight throws, you know, in the, you know, you know, in the middle of the field against tough coverage, against stuff that he hasn't seen, yeah, he probably he probably struggles and he hesitates. But the one thing that the one thing that quarterbacks generally have been able to do coming out of the Urban Meyer offense, and Alex Smith, I know, is the exception. Alex Smith was a different kind of quarterback, but most of those guys is they could play action, they could do all the underneath stuff, you know, the th- throw it at the, to the line of scrimmage or to a running back coming out, and then they could throw over the top because that's what that offense is built to do based around the power running game that it has. So Stroud can be dangerous that way if the game turns into that type of game. Ravens generally haven't allowed a lot of that, so I would trust that the Ravens would keep that under control. But, you know, first games are first games. Hey, Jason, what about, you know, the Chris Jones effect, you know, for can't uh, – I mean, he's the best defensive player for them. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes can't outscore everybody every game. Uh, look, this is this is a inopportune kind of decision. I remember – it reminds me a lot of the whole T.O. holdout in Philadelphia when Andy Reid was there. And they took this hardline approach with T.O. that, hey, we brought you in, we gave you this contract, you signed it. And he was like, I outperformed the contract. And they went through that whole mess in the offseason. And, and Chris Jones hasn't been quite like that, don't get me wrong. But it is a spectacle, and he's not in camp. And this is a big man who you know he's not really in football shape. And, and so Philadelphia eventually gets rid of T.O. And Andy Reid, after it was all said and done, said to some people, man, we just should have paid him. And I look at this and go, Andy, are you going to say again, we just should have paid him? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's something to be said for that. Because the kid's willing to, I mean, he's got $60 million in his, in his, I mean, he probably doesn't have that much. But he has more than enough money in his pocket to sit there and say, I'll only play half the season. And he's showing that he's willing to do it. In normal circumstances, this is where teams blink. The Chiefs have said in the, in the past, and they did it last year, they were not willing to blink on Tyreek Hill, and they traded him. So are they willing to go to the mat again saying, look, we traded a you know, generational player, and we won a Super Bowl? You can say that, but that defense is awful if they don't have Chris Jones. Right. It's, not like, like, it's not like, okay, well, we traded Tyreek Hill, but we still have Patrick Mahomes, so we're okay. It's a little different for that defense. Longtime NFL writer Jason Cole joining us. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Last thing for you, Jason. The winner of the NFC North will be who? Oh, uh, let's go. I'll go with the popular pick and say Detroit. I mean, I don't, I don't trust Minnesota. They won, what, eight or nine games? They went eight or nine and oh last year mm. in games decided by a touchdown or less, um, including that, that weird game against Buffalo. Like, they were pulling games out of their rear left and right. Um, I don't trust that that'll happen again. Green Bay will regress, even if even if Jordan Love is good. I mean, the Bears are the Bears. Again, I come back to where we started with it's hard to overcome management and um, or ownership in that case. 
So you got Detroit, like they got the right idea. You know, they're playing power football. They're going against the grain. They're playing power football at a time that most people are playing lightweight football on defense. And it works. And it's consistent. And they have a great play-action quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but he's a great play-action quarterback. So it fits all together, and the defense will improve, you know, with Hutchinson and the other guys that they brought in. So I like that team enough. They'll win probably 11 games. Go, they'll go 11-6 and six and win that division because nobody's great. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jason Cole, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, and we'll talk to you soon. Anytime, guys. Be Thanks, good. Jason. And Jason Cole, everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. American League East report coming up next. Look at the scores for yesterday and the series over the weekend. Look at tonight's schedule. Updated standings as well. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. Get his predictions for the upcoming college football season, which technically has already started. USC, Notre Dame, which one is most likely to make a run possibly at a national championship if either one is capable of doing so. Yankees, Boston, Toronto. The Rays. A closer look at the AL East. Brought to you by Window Nation. Get 50% off any style Window Nation windows. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders. Plus, pay nothing for two years and receive an additional 10% off your order. Call 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com. Vinny and Haney. He swings, it's a high drive to left. This ball is back. It is gone! A home run over the Monster! Mookie bets a two-run shot, and the Dodgers lead 4-0. That's Dodgers radio on the call. Mookie Betts, former Red Sox. Two-run jack there as L.A. beat Boston 7-4. 
Mookie Betts returning to Boston for the first time since they traded him to L.A. in a salary dump, which is hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, but it is what it is. Can you figure Boston's usually they got Jack, pretty yeah. loaded with the cake? But they get rid of one of the best players in baseball. He goes to L.A., comes back, gets three standing ovations, hit seven hits throughout the course of the weekend as the Dodgers take two out of three. From the Red Sox, 7-4 final score yesterday. It was Cleveland, 10-7 over Toronto in 11. Cole Calhoun in the 11th inning, a big double. Gets the go-ahead run on base. Noah Syndergaard started for Cleveland and got rocked. And got DFA'd Mm -hmm. after the game. So, uh, old Zeus, or Thor, excuse me. I remember the long hair of Thor. Oh, yeah. He's never been the same since Tommy John surgery, and he's now bounced around a little bit. Dodgers earlier, and now Cleveland. But the Guardians take two out of three from the Toronto Blue Jays over the weekend. And it was Tampa, 7-4 over the Yankees. couple of uh, bases or benches clearing instances where the Rays were getting plunked. It was like target practice. Yeah. Uh, Bray was up there just throwing in anybody wearing a Tampa hat. Uh, Brandon Lau, former Terp, he had a homer for Ribbies, even said, we can't get involved with these idiots. They're a last-place team. We got bigger fish to fry no doubt. than trying to get our guys hurt, or I'm paraphrasing, of course, uh, getting involved in that. Tampa takes two out of three from the Yankees. Coming up tonight in the American League East, New York's at uh, Detroit, 640. Nats are at Toronto, 707. Houston is at Boston, 710. Tomorrow, Tampa starts a series down in Miami. Taking on the Marlins. Orioles lose yesterday 4-3 to the Rockies as uh, Colorado scores there at top of the ninth inning against Yanir Cano. Throwing error from Gunner allowed the runner to get to second. Then a ground ball gets him to third. Then a slow roller gets him home, and the Orioles lose. Do win the series, however. Birds go into this matchup with the White Sox now in town. 81 and 49, 40 and 25 at home. First place in the East, two games up on Tampa. Plus 86 is the run differential. Seven and three are the Orioles in their last 10 games. Brandon uh, Hyde is the manager here. White Sox, very disappointing. 52 79, 24 and 42 on the road. Fourth place in a bad division. And they're 16 games out of first. The AL Central, minus 124 run differential. Four and six last 10. They have won two in a row. However, Pedro Griefball. Former coach for the Royals. He's the skipper. They already fired the GM. They've already fired their uh, president. So, Reinsdorf retooling this offseason for the Birds. Tonight, Grayson Rodriguez, 3-3 three three with a 535, 538, excuse me, 23 years old. Michael Kopech, talented guy, another injury returnee, 5-11, 495. He's 27, 705 first pitch. Standings in the East. Orioles 2 up on uh, Tampa. Toronto's 10.5 back. Boston's 12 and a half back. Yankees are eight and or two and eight in their last 10. They've lost two in a row. They're 19 off the pace. Twinkies six games up on Cleveland in the central. Seattle is now in first place in the AL West. They're a game up on Texas and Houston. National League Braves 12 and a half on the Phillies. Brujas four up on the Cubs. They start a series tonight. Brewers have won eight in a row. Dodgers 12 up. In the NL West, if the playoffs started today, your wild cards in the American League would be Tampa and Texas. Houston, Orioles would be the number one seed. They would play the winner of Tampa and Texas. 
still feel as though they're getting hosed in that scenario there. Uh, but I, t- I tell you what, I, I give Tampa a lot of credit because I thought they were going to go, when they were struggling, July, they sucked. Right. You know, I thought they were going down and then they lost Franco and then, you know, the pitchers. You know, I give them a lot of credit for hanging in there. They've got that winning vibe. Yeah, they That's do. a team that's used to winning right now. Uh, Toronto, by the way, two and a half out of the last wild card. Boston, four and a half out. Philadelphia, Chicago, and the D-backs would be the wild card teams in the National League. San Francisco and the Reds, game and a half back. And Miami is three off the pace there. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed. College football started over the weekend. Maryland opens their season Saturday at home against Towson. But Chip Patterson. CBSSports.com. We'll talk about the candidates that could unseat Caleb Williams as the Heisman Trophy winner, and who are they? Who are the threats to get to the Final Four in college football? Sports twenty-four seven one zero five seven. The voice of the fan. Vinny and Haiti one zero five seven. The fan. Here on this Monday, Bob Haiti, Vitas Rado, Nolan McGraw is on the other side of the glass. Orioles, White Sox tonight, Camden Yards. Baltimore baseball tonight brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts coming up at 6. Me and Jim Hunter, longtime voice of the Orioles, Jim Hunter, that is. And Nolan, we're live from Pickles. Come on down and say hi. Let's get ourselves, uh, let's tailgate a little bit, shall we, for this game as the Orioles take on uh, one of the one of the struggling teams in baseball. Birds lose their closer. We'll talk about that in a few. But college football has started. A couple of games with ranked teams taking place over the weekend. Here to talk about that and look ahead to the season in totality. Talk about Maryland's chances. Here he is from CBSSports.com. Let's welcome back to the show Chip Patterson. Chip, good afternoon. Good to hear from you. Hope you had a great summer. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, good afternoon to you, too. Great to be back with you guys. All right, now, before we get to USC and Notre Dame, two teams that will face each other later in the season, let's talk about Maryland. A year ago at this time, we're talking to you about the Terps, and you made it. You said it perfectly, trying to level up. And they got to the eight wins. They won a bowl game back-to-back years. First time they've done that since early Fridge back in the early 2000s based on the personnel they have now. Chip Patterson in a very tough Big Ten, as we know, can they level up or at least add another win 
to the resume of Mike Loxley this season? We might have hit our ceiling. And I, I think that the what's yet to be proven is, you know, did we have some like truly special individuals that resulted in, you know, some of our NFL draft picks coming out of College Park last year? Or, and this might be, you know, a better sign for a Maryland fan, are we working with a situation where what has been built, the foundation that Mike Loxley has, is going to produce more NFL draft picks and that it's going to be more of these guys that weren't necessarily at the top of the radar where Mike Loxley, yes, known for being a recruiter, but how about Mike Loxley for being a player evaluator? So as we've got, uh, you know, the next man up for a lot of those NFL draft exits, you know, where's that level of ready? And and how soon are we going to see it against, yes, as you just said, uh, an absolutely brutal life in the Big Ten East? I will say that matching last year's eight wins, would be a successful season in my eyes. Um, you know, you do have a, a very potent quarterback in Talia Tagovailoa, but you've also, you know, you're breaking in some new skill position players as well, uh, not to mention, you know, reworking a secondary after losing some studs. So, you know, there's enough depth chart concerns that I cannot say that I'm prepared to bet on another leap up. I think this is where maintaining the standard is probably a good success. And look, it was part of, uh, you know, us talking about, what it was going to take to level up, you know, you clean everything up so that you're not losing the games against teams that you are better than, again, because of the recruiting and player development that Mike Loxley has at this point in his tenure. We look at Maryland as a team that is better than, you know, about half, if not more, of its schedule. So, you know, maintain the standard, I think, would be the, you know, the, the thing that you would put above the door to slap on the way out. Now, we saw USC and Notre Dame play over the weekend. Both win. Both win handily. They will face each other coming up on October the 14th. Hartman, he's been around forever. I think he was throwing touchdown passes back in the early 90s at uh, Winston-Salem. And, of course, Caleb Williams. Of the two, who do you feel most confident about really doing some damage early on in the season? For instance, is USC's defense good enough? I mean, they did give up 28 over the weekend. Which team are you feeling better about, at least on August the 28th, Chip? USC or Notre Dame? I feel better about Notre Dame. I think that USC does have a higher ceiling because while Sam Hartman is great, he's not Caleb Williams. Um, and the defense has a couple weeks for the Trojans. Let me hit the USC part of this. So USC's defense, especially in the first half, did not look like it has taken steps forward in another year with Alex Grinch. And that when they were showing Alex Grinch on the sideline, it was not because of what they were hoping, which was you'd be getting a lot of sacks and a lot of tackles for loss. Instead, they couldn't contain a mobile quarterback. They were doing arm tackles in the open field. It was all of the issues that we've come to know, not just from you know this USC stint, but really close your eyes and imagine the Oklahoma teams that were winning the Big 12 under Lincoln Riley, very similar issues. But they're not going to face an offense that's going to be able to make them pay, or I should say they're not going to be able to face an offense that can score as much as Caleb Williams until mid to late October. So the defense has some time. Notre Dame, with what they're able to do with their offensive line and their run game, I mean, they still might have had Drew Pine back there and, and been able to, to win that Navy game handily. Five touchdowns on their first five possessions, and I don't think Sam Hartman even threw the ball until like six or seven plays in uh, on that first one. I mean, it is just a really, really impressive offensive front. And against, you know, eight, nine opponents, just having that advantage is going to be 
um, you know, a huge part of Notre Dame winning that game. The question is, when you go up against a team like Ohio State, you know, when you go up against the best defensive lines that you're going to face, and look, they're going to face a good one when they play NC State, so don't overlook that. Uh, I still think that, you know, this is a Notre Dame team that has a blueprint for success with the ground game, with Sam Hartman throwing off play action, and a defense that we, we still need to see. But, man, that, that physicality was something impressive. Hey, Chip, ACC, is it Clemson and everybody else? I, You know, Las Vegas tells you it's Clemson and Florida State as co-favorites. Um, I don't see it that way. I think Florida State still has another step to be able to get up to Clemson's level. I mean, it's fascinating how quickly we've readjusted the expectations when the Tigers have won seven out of the last eight conference titles. But, you know, some people will tell you Florida State's uh, – you know, ahead of them in the rankings. They're about even in terms of betting odds. So I I look at Clemson as sort of being on a tier to themselves, Florida State as sort of your secondary option, and then a gap uh, to where you get into the, the rest of the ACC. Now, Chip, can Penn State finally overcome Ohio State or Michigan to win a game? I think so. Um, will they? We'll see. But if, if Drew Aller is as advertised, then yes, because we've got a, an offense that is you know built off of having an NFL draft, potential first-round pick at tackle, you know, an amazing one-two punch at running back with Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. You, know, you go get Cephas from the transfer portal. I think the defense is going to be really, really tough, and that pass rush is going to be nasty. Like this, last year they did everything but beat – Ohio State and Michigan, this year it's got to be an expectation for them to be able to get at least one of those and create a really interesting Big Ten title scenario there in mid to late November. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, joining us here, Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. Talk college football. Yes, everybody, college football is here. Georgia, Alabama, who has the biggest quarterback issue right now, Chip? Alabama, I think that Carson Beck has been positioned to be the next man up since all the way back to middle of last year, maybe if not earlier. This has been, while it might have been a quarterback battle in terms of Kirby Smart not naming a starter, I, it's always been Carson Beck. That's sort of my understanding, my read of the situation. And I think that that downfield passing attack could be really, really good this year, maybe in a way that uh, it wasn't there consistently last year for the dogs outside of Brock Bowers. Alabama is more of a concern because it's still a battle. You know, there's not enough upside for the players that aren't making mistakes and the players with all the upside, they're making too many mistakes. I think that we will see, obviously, uh, both Jalen Milrow and potentially Ty Simpson, Tyler Buckner in the, uh, the first game against Middle Tennessee. I think Jalen Milrow will get the first snaps. But the fact that we don't have somebody being named there means that there's not enough confidence in the consistency because that's what gets under Nick Saban more than anything. It's not about the winning plays with him as much as it is limiting the losing plays that you do. And that's, the, that's going to be something to keep an eye on because if Alabama doesn't have confidence in its quarterback and this thing drags on into the season, week two is against Texas. I mean, you've got some tough opponents and even in October – uh, it's going to be really, really difficult to believe in the Crimson Tide as a national championship contender if they've got question marks at the most important position on the field. Hey, Chip, what about the Big Ten West? 
Just in general? Like, what about it? Who do you think comes out of the Big Ten West? I've got Wisconsin, but if you want to poke holes in that argument, that's fine. I'm, you know, I'm betting on Luke Fickle, a coach who I've believed is really good for a long time. The success that he had at Cincinnati in terms of the overall, you know, 100-year history of Cincinnati football, the Luke Fickle era is among the most successful that we've seen. I mean, right up there with Brian Kelly running off a couple of, uh, you know, double-digit win seasons in a row. I'm, I think that that addition is something at a place like Wisconsin – it's really interesting to keep an eye on. So I'm, you know, buying stock there. I think that one thing that is overlooked about bringing in Phil Longo and, and you know, introducing more of a spread offense. I don't know if y'all heard this, but you know, Wisconsin, they're calling it the Dairy Raid instead of your Air Raid, Dairy Raid. <laughs> like I, I think that, you know, we overlook the fact that Phil Longo, when he was at North Carolina, yeah, he had a bunch of spread offenses that moved fast and threw the ball a lot. But he also had a season when he had two 1,000-yard rushers because he had Javante Williams and Michael Carter on the same team, two players that are now in the NFL. And so North Carolina ran the ball with those players. And Braylon Allen, the Wisconsin running back, is a player who's going to be in the NFL. So we're making a lot about Wisconsin throwing the ball around and how it's not going to look like the Wisconsin of old. But I think Braylon Allen is special enough that Phil Longo is not going to ignore him and they instead are going to be using the spread and the tempo to create more for their ground game. And I, I really like that combination. I like that philosophy, the approach, the roster that they've got. But if you want to make an argument, you know, just like working your way down the line, like if you believe that the, the Greek rifle, Cali Manis, is going to be you know, lighting up the offense for Minnesota now that the wide receivers are healthy, you know, if you think that Illinois is not going to see a big drop-off in terms of, you know, what it's got defensively coming in after their NFL draft pick exodus. Or if you think that Cade McNamara, and man, I do hope he is healthy, if you think he's going to unlock something special for Iowa's offense, I could I could hear arguments for four to five teams to be the Big Ten West champ. I, I will tell you that, like, if you go look at the expert picks on CBS, I've bought my stock and staked my claim in Wisconsin. Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com. Quickly, Chip, because we know you're a busy man. Your final four teams are who this year? Ooh, I've got uh, Ohio State and Georgia. I've got Ohio State national champion. I've also got Georgia and USC and Michigan uh, making the, uh, the college football playoff. Jim Patterson, tell our listeners what's happening on the website, what you got going on podcast-wise. Yeah, I mean, the Cover 3 podcast is where you can hear from me and Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, Bud Elliott. We're every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday if you want to watch us live. Um, but, of course, on demand whenever you, uh, wherever you get your podcast. And then on Saturday nights, y'all, we stay up late. and We do our instant reaction shows, 11.30 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday nights. So you can watch that live or you can get it with your Sunday morning. So check it out on the Cover 3 podcast. Chip, appreciate the time as always. <laughs> Looking forward to a big season. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chip. Sounds good. Y'all be well. There he is, Chip Patterson, everybody. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, take a trip through the finals with Nolan McGraw. Inside Access takes over at 2. And then it's Baltimore Baseball tonight, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Me and Jim Hunter, we're live from Pickles Pub. Nolan's going to be there. Come on down. Orioles taking on the White Sox, trying to win another series here in 23. Uh, Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haney.
Danny Haney, 105.7 The Fan. And on this Monday, Orioles tonight taking on the White Sox. As you know by now, 130 games played already. Only 32 games left in the regular season. Incredible. That's crazy, yeah. And, yeah, and Bob, week one of college football. College football. Like, this one is really the, the big weekend for college. Maryland starts against Towson coming up Saturday. Kickoffs at 3.30 down in College Park. We'll be talking Maryland football, obviously, throughout the course of the year since we are the flagship home of the Maryland Terrapins. As a matter of fact, Mike Loxley, head coach for the Terps, will be joining us coming up on Wednesday. Pete Futak makes a triumphant return from mm-hmm. collegefootballnews.com. We haven't talked to him in forever. Talk about the upcoming season with him. Just talked to Chip Patterson. He's got USC in his uh, final four. So did Dari Noka. And I think, uh, no, Mel did. Mel did too. You know, I, I guess everybody's anticipating that defense you know, is going to step up at some point. They were only up by seven and a half time. Yeah. They got I, San Jose State. Then, then they got a – I mean, when Pete Carroll was there, they played good deep defense. But, I mean, wherever Lincoln Riley goes, Bob, they don't play defense. They play offense really well, though. Oh, boy, do they ever. <laughs> he can put up those crooked numbers on a football field. So, the Orioles tonight, 705, Grayson Rodriguez, Michael Kopech, me and Jim Hunter get you ready. Baltimore baseball tonight brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Coming up at 6, live from Pickles, Nolan McGraw is going to be there as well. Cut down day, NFL, well, deadlines tomorrow at 4. Ravens trying to get down to 53 like everybody else. We don't foresee any surprises here. I don't. The only the only surprise Bob could be at quarterback if they kept two and they went with Josh Johnson over Huntley. Otherwise, I don't see I I don't I don't see any surprises whatsoever. You know, and, and I was telling you earlier, Bob. I mean, a lot of times people don't want to make the cuts until tomorrow. You know, because everybody like, oh man, can we get our guy back? And and they feel like that if you don't cut until four o'clock and then. You know, it, it has to be. Then you can start adding your practice squad Wednesday, I think, at noon. You know, Bob, you know how many, if each team is cutting from 90 to 53, that waiver wire is a book when you get it. You know, and it won't come out till like 8 or 9 o'clock tomorrow night. And I used to have my guys, we would sit there and we would go over every, you know, we would rank them. So when, and we'd stay all night long. And, and we'd rank them and watch film and do all that. And then when the coaches would come in in the morning, you know, if there was guys we needed, we'd have them all ranked at the positions. If you wanted to go get a guy that was somebody better than, you know, our 53rd or 52nd guy. A couple of moves today. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson was uh, released by the Ravens. That's according to Tom Pelissero. Let's see, Aaron Wilson. What an epic conversation we had. Oh, with that was Aaron, a great one, Eric wasn't it? Will, Aaron Wilson. What was it last about all of a minute and oh, a half? Oh, gotta go. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, Corey Mayfield is being released yeah. by the Ravens, uh, according to Aaron. And uh, defensive tackle Trey Botts. He, uh, he had the sack uh, Saturday, yes, he right? Did. He will be part of the uh, wave of cuts there as well. So the you know move, what will be interesting to me, Bob, is, is if Houston claims any of the Ravens guys, you know, because that's kind of a. New England type move, you know. <laughs> Domingo Ryan's the new coach. If you missed this news over the weekend, C.J. Stroud will be the starting quarterback for them against Baltimore Ravens, ten point favorites, at least for now. And they've been kind of ten point favorites ever since the schedule hey, yeah. came out. Yeah. So nothing's really changing there. Quick draw, you ready to go to the fun house? Because we got another show to do. Let's do it. Oh. 
Quick Draws Funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. Speaking of that quarterback uh, decision the Ravens are going to have to make, this texter here says, I don't know why Tyler Huntley is assumed to be the backup automatically. He's proven the last two seasons that he can't get the job done if he's called upon to start games. I'm not locking him into that backup spot automatically. No, I'm right there with you. I'm kind of – and I think this is all about Todd Monk, you know, who does Todd Munkin and, and T. Martin feel the most comfortable with to lead them if Lamar goes down? Another one here, more on the optimistic side with the Orioles, says rest of the way, if they just go 500, they're going to be winning over 95 games. We all would have taken that in a heartbeat to start the season. We'll see what this team has left. So at 32 games left, 16 and 16, 96 wins, 97 wins, right? They have 81 yeah. wins. I'll take that. Take that in a heartbeat. You know the Orioles haven't won 100 games since 1980, and that team didn't even make the playoffs. How about that? Bob well, would, well, well, I, I, would. I would say since the All-Star break, Hyder would be a little disappointed if he finished 16-16, and 16, wouldn't he? Uh, you don't want to limp into the postseason. Right. So you want to keep stacking series wins. I'd like him to go like win like 20. You got, let's see, Chicago. Arizona's playing really good ball. That's coming up this weekend. And then the Angels. I mean, they're, they're already looking at tee times. Yeah. I'm guessing. This one here on Bautista. Texter says, The human body just wasn't built to throw over 100 miles per hour like that on that consistent of a basis. It's a shame that this is almost expected for every power pitcher early in their career. If anything, Tommy John becoming more rampant every year. Yeah, and they say you recover and come back stronger than before. Like an ACL nowadays. But I'm guessing Noah Syndergaard would be one of those guys yeah. that says, I will beg to differ on that assessment. And yet there's some guys who've had it twice yeah. and still come back. I and... think Walker Bueller is one of those dudes, right? About to come mm-hmm. back for the Dodgers. I know he had it in uh, Vanderbilt. That's just uh, just strange. Yeah. Just strange. I just remember Tommy John, the baseball player. Nice guy, too. And how about one more here from uh, Howard in Baltimore says the Ravens defensive backups in these three preseason games uh, looked like a defense that couldn't stop a team from scoring at all. Uh, Just tells me the depth on this team is a big concern right now. Where are the backup playmakers you see with other teams? The only thing I would say is, is Tampa played their starters the whole half, you know, so I mean, that's tough anytime. But, like, when it was threes on threes there in the fourth quarter, it was hard to watch. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. That's going to do it for us. We're back tomorrow with Turn It Up Tuesday. Cranking up the tunes. Ryan Ripken's going to be joining us. Pete Futak's going to be joining us, among others. We'll know more about this Ravens roster as I guess things will start to crystallize a little bit more over the next few hours. Inside access coming up here in a matter of minutes. And then it's Baltimore baseball tonight. Live from Pickles brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Me, Jim Hunter, Nolan McGraw. Come on down and say hello. For Nolan McGraw, for Vinny Serrato, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the morning for now. Class dismissed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.